And every business that I have seen that says I want to open my, I want to open a cafe so that I can pay my staff correctly has never lasted beyond six months, which is heartbreaking. And, and, let, me, and let me share with folks when you do that to folks, you're actually doing them more harm than good. A hundred percent. Because by, by, by inviting them in to do that, not understanding financially how you make that work, you're going to put that person in a position where they're going to be unemployed again. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is, I'm so sad that this is the last episode of this series. Brian, this has been a fantastic conversation, both on air and off air. I am humbled to have you on the podcast again, sir. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. And I thank all of your listeners for the time that they have spent listening to us. I, I don't take their time for granted. I appreciate that. You are definitely a favorite. Um, and this, and in this episode, uh, I think we're going to demonstrate more than ever why you're a favorite because we're going to drive this whole conversation home by talking about what needs to change in the specialty coffee industry, specifically for business owners to make their business endeavors more successful. And you have a plethora of uh, experience as a management consultant, but now you're in the industry and we're so proud to have you and we're very lucky to have you. But what are your perspectives on how we need, uh, what, what needs to change so that we can be more successful? So Lee, I am going to borrow from part of our offline conversation to Word. start answering the question. <laughs> Inspired by the name of one of your albums, which is Love and Delusions. Yeah, Love and, and so, Other Delusions. Thank you, Love and Other Delusions. And so to enable specialty coffee businesses to be more successful, we're going to have to get rid of those delusions. And that mm. is the space between what a prospective business owner imagines a, a specialty coffee business to be and what it actually is to mm. run a specialty coffee business. And if we can close that delusional gap, we're going to get to more successful businesses in the traditional death by the traditional definition of success, right? They're going to be income generating. They're going to be profitable, right? They're going to be able to, you know, kind of run equitably, pay their staff appropriately, et cetera. And so, you know, how does one do that? And we've talked across the episodes about a, a few things. It is right, have a perspective on you know, what specialty means for you, right? Mm. And really be clear on that. And if you can articulate that pretty briefly and succinctly, and then if you put on a sheet of paper, all of the other specialty coffee businesses that are within a five mile radius, if you're in New York City, a five block radius, but right, figure out that perimeter, put that list down, acknowledge everything that they do well and what they don't do well, and then make a list for yourself. What do you do well? right? What do you want to do well? And where just based on who you are as a prospective business owner, what's not going to be your thing? And be honest in that assessment, and that evaluation, right? And in business, we refer to this as a SWOT analysis, mm -hmm. your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And that helps you understand your competitive advantage and your USP, right? That unique selling proposition. You need to be able to do that and do it honestly. And then you have to be able to then take that and then, right, bring a, a few of your friends together, right? The friends that will tell you the truth, brew a cup of coffee for them, right? And kind of put that on cards and workshop it with them, right? This is what we do. It's the focus group that you pull in and you and you ask, hey, would you be willing to pay more for a place that did this? 
and let them take that honest feedback. And when they tell you, no, I'm not going to switch, that's not enough of a reason, take that to heart. Because if your friends aren't going to make that jump for you, strangers (laughs) certainly aren't. (laughs) Right. And so we think about, you know, in in a a corporate context, we call this strategic planning, right? We call this, um, uh, it it is, um, it's strategy definition. It's figuring out kind of, you know, what it is that you're going to be, how you're going to compete, but spend the time to do these things. And then figure out, okay, what's the right way to run? Given what I want to do, what's my location, right? How many, go and watch, spend a, you know, spend a day about where, you know, where you're thinking you're going to open a business, right? Real estate, you're looking at, find out how many people walk by there every day, Mm. right? Literally just be able to say, hey, over the course of this period, the morning rush looks like this, the midday looks like this. If it's a place with a drive-through, look at your car traffic, right? Really spend that time understanding what your potential market is, right? You size your market. What, what is your market sizing? Um, or another word for it is, right, again, your total addressable market. But ultimately, how many people will potentially come through your door? And then figure out, hey, how many of those people are walking by and they already have a coffee cup in hand? How many folks are walking by and they don't, right? And really start to understand if I open this business, these are the this is the number of people I can think will come through. Now that you start to understand that, now you start thinking about pricing. And now you understand, okay, well, now that I understand what this space is going to cost, I know what my labor is going to cost, I know what my potential, um, what my potential kind of traffic is going to be. Now, what can I afford to build out? Right. Um, what can I afford to pay my staff? But start with what can I afford to spend on coffee? If we're going to be in specialty coffee, let's really protect the thing that sits at the core of the business. And that is the coffee and set that. Because if you're spending more money on milk and non-dairy milk alternatives than you are on your coffee, then you're in the specialty milk business, not in the specialty coffee business. Mm. And that may be okay too, but just acknowledge that, right? That that's now you're spending less money on your coffee to make sure when people want the alternative milks, you offer that. But really understand the dynamics of the business, understand the dynamics of running the business in your particular area, understand the approach that you bring to it, what you do well, better than anyone else. And that's the way you run your business. And you run your business, not on hope, right? We talked a little bit earlier, we didn't articulate it this way, but hope is not a strategy, right? (laughs) Hoping people come to your business is not a strategy. If you build a business and there's no road, Right. Build it and they will come. Well, that doesn't work, folks. Build it and then build a road and then build signs and then draw people to you. And that (laughs) is how people come to your business. Right. And so, Lee, I think that is what we have to start doing. And all of these things that we just talked about, right, the the competitive assessment, the SWOT analysis, the feasibility study based upon looking, all of these things chip away at those delusions. Mm. So that if after doing all of that work, you know, spending time with people like you as who are consulting to ask the right questions, the tough questions for which people may have bad answers or no answers, and that's okay. Mm. But getting answers to those questions up front, right? That starts to dispel the delusion. And now you say to yourself, do I have a business that can be profitable? And if so, awesome, start it, run it. If at that point you say, no, but I want to do it anyway, acknowledge I have a hobby that I'm going to do as long as I can and that when it ends, I'm going to 
except I just had a fantastic ride doing this thing that I love until I couldn't do it anymore. Cause that's also okay. Right. Like mm. I also don't, you don't have to have a, a, a business that's been open 50 years. If you want to feature coffees that you love for as long as you can go do it, mm-hmm. but just understand and go in eyes open. Much like right? I'm creating an album knowing it's, I'm not going on this endeavor to make money. <laughs> this is the last right. album I'm going to create. I'm going into this knowing this is an endeavor that's going to cost me money. I'm not doing this to make money. I'm very clearly understanding the intention behind this process. It's it's just the thing that blows my mind, Brian, is the lack of awareness that doesn't seem to change in this industry no matter how much we talk about it. There is a delusion that exists, going back to the name of the album, Love and Other Delusions. There's a delusion that exists in specialty coffee and in the coffee industry in general that opening a business today is as profitable as it was opening in the 90s. And it's not, folks. Like the fact that so many coffee shops exist seems to be a justification for more people to open coffee shops, which perpetuates the problem. (laughs) When it's the very thing that should say to you, if so many people are doing it, spend more time, pause. Yeah. And set, and ask yourself, hey, if so many people are doing it, why am I doing it? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And then I encourage people to think about as well as, hey, if what you want to do is serve the coffees you love, look for partnerships. Maybe there is, you know, there's a boutique hotel that could be open to you. Someone coming in once a week to to brew these coffees. Maybe there is a local record store, maybe there is a flower shop, right? Where you could go in and park. So the idea that one has to be a standalone business, there are other models that could work yeah. for someone. You know, I think about a dear friend, it become a dear friend, but it, Nigel Price. Nigel started with a coffee cart in front of the Brooklyn Museum of Art on, mm-hmm. on Flatbush Avenue, uh, on Eastern Parkway. And that's where I met him. And so for some, and then because that went well, Nigel expanded, right? And so, and he expanded and then that went well, he had another opportunity and he expanded. But the idea is you don't have to start with this, you know, $350,000 build out. Oh, if you're lucky. Right. Like if you really want to, if what really what you want to do is passionately brew the best coffee possible, find a, right, find other models that say, I don't have to sink all that capital into a build out. I can spend the money buying the coffee right, buy my, my temporary setup, and you can do that on the weekends like a kid runs a lemonade stand, right? As, as an adult, go run the highest in specialty coffee mobile cart you possibly can for 16 hours a weekend, and then go do something else, right? So yeah. the, 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 the freedom and the creativity um, that people come into specialty coffee with that, that impulse, it's like at that point, though, we turn it off. We don't bring that same creativity into the manifestation of the business. Mm. And that's the invitation I would offer to someone who's thinking about it. Two things, be creative in the design of the business and do your due diligence before you start. Word, word. And that due diligence can be in the form of numbers or it can be in the the form of the practical application of it. I get a lot of kids, I do a lot of public speaking and I get a lot of kids come up to me that want to open a cafe. 
And they're like, what advice do you have for someone who wants to start their first cafe? My advice is go and start a pop-up. Get a table from a hardware store. Get a tablecloth. Go and buy a Chemex or an AeroPress or something like that with your own money and draw up a very basic business plan. I'm going to have this coffee shop uh, at the front of my parents' house every Saturday and every Sunday for the next month. Right. I'm going to fund it myself or I'm going to borrow the money from my from somebody and I'm going to figure out how I'm going to pay that up over a, pay that back over a certain amount of time and I'm going to see if I can attract people to this not just because they feel sorry for me but how can I turn this into something that becomes profitable over the space of a month. That is a really wonderful way to learn how to do business. It's inexpensive and let me tell you, if you put that business plan together on paper and go to anybody and say, will you invest in my business? It's going to cost $200. Everyone's going to back you on that. Everybody's going to conspire to your success. Why? Because you're putting in the work to build it from the ground up and you're not being delusional. You are trying. But these people who are like, I'm piecing out of corporate, I'm going to mortgage my house, I'm going to build a cafe for 750000 and fit out and, and they're just going to come because I've got the best business model that can happen. Bro, that doesn't work. I have seen so hundreds and hundreds of people who have taken that approach and then come back to me later and said, I wish I had to listen to you. I shouldn't have done that. And it breaks my heart every fucking time. Right, right, right. Because so, with, with a few well-placed questions yeah. and some honest conversation, things could have gone completely different. Like, I like I, I love the question. People come to you, you suggest that it's the pop-up. And, and for me in that conversation, it is, you know, as you're starting the pop-up, it's, hey, what, what are the businesses around you missing? Yeah. That What, what, what void in the market are you going to fill? And if you don't have a good answer for that, right, then other than, well, I, I, you know, I worked at this cafe, I didn't like, right, the fact that you didn't like working at another place (laughs) is not necessarily the reason (laughs) to go open another business. No, it's such a broad business plan. (laughs) Right, Right. but like you, 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 and so that's the thing, it it is understanding, and, and I, right, it's the passion and the romance that brings this desire to go and open this business. But then you have to write the singular focus. But as a business, you exist as part of an ecosystem with Mm -hmm. other businesses. And so if you're not willing to zoom out and say, okay, again, let me look around. Well, what options do my customers who are today someone else's customers, right? So what am am I going to offer that's missing today? And so if if prospective business owners can only talk about their idea and can't talk about the market in which they're going to operate, that for me is another early warning indicator that that business, 18, 24 months after opening. Tops. Tops. It is. It is. Yeah. The moment somebody says to me, I'm opening a cafe because I want to pay my staff right. Folks, that's not a business strategy. That's got nothing to do with a customer or a USP or anything that's going to lead to a, a, a business that's going to last long enough for those people to actually be employed long term. 
Friends, World of Coffee Dubai is back in 2024, and I am proud to announce that the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward will be the official podcast partner for World of Coffee Dubai for the second year in a row. The Roasters Village will be a one-of-a-kind destination for all things coffee. As an exhibitor, introduce your artisanal roasts to an international audience and gain valuable insights from their perspective. Visitors, immerse yourself in the celebratory coffee culture experience by sampling exclusive cups poured with passion from cafes worldwide and absorb insights that will elevate your own appreciation of all things coffee. Whether you brew coffee or just love savoring a fine cup, this event gathers the global coffee community under one roof in an amazing city. Join us at World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 at Dubai World Trade Center from the 21st until the 23rd of January. Tickets are available at Dubai worldofcoffee.org or you can contact us on social media for any questions that you might have at mapforward.coffee. Get your tickets now, folks. Come see the podcast being recorded live and we hope to see you in January in Dubai for World of Coffee. And every business that I have seen that says I want to open my I want to open a cafe so that I can pay my staff correctly has never lasted beyond six months, which is happening. And let me share with folks, when you do that to folks, you're actually doing them more harm than good. A hundred percent. Because by, by, by inviting them in to do that, not understanding financially how you make that work, you're going to put that person in a position where they're going to be unemployed again. And so if you think long term, right, how that works, the good intention, and I fully acknowledge the desire to pay staff properly is the right intention. Mm-hmm. But good intentions do not make good business models. No. They make good intentions, you know, and, and so um, please, for the sake of those friends and for the sake of the coffee professionals that you want to um, properly compensate, opening a cafe to simply do that, that's not the way. No, not I the love way. it. I love it. Brian, I can't thank you enough. I can't wait to have you on the podcast again. It hurts my heart that the conversation has come to an end. I love talking to you. Our listeners love listening to you. Thank you again. Uh, tell people where they can find you and connect with you. Cool. Um, again, Lee, thank you to my all pleasure. the listeners who have made it through all of the episodes. Thank you all so much. Um, we are a community. Lee, the one thing I will ask you to promise me is that we will never come to the end of our conversation. I, It'll just I can be promise you that. Until the <laughs> Word. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're interested in connecting, I am on X, I am on Instagram, I am on Threads. Still as coffee adjacent. Uh, very soon that will be shifting to coffee aligned. Oh, um, I love that. If you're if you're there and you want to have a conversation about coffee, about passion for producers, uh, about anything coffee related, I look forward to hearing from you. We'll include links in the show notes, folks. So do please reach out to Brian and connect with him, um, Brian. Would you do me the honor of signing off this episode for us? It would be my pleasure. To everyone, have a great day. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.